Well, it's not just the RBA today. It's Australian retail sales ex-inflation for the last quarter as well. Also, how is China tackling this continued fall in the share market over there? Strong US services numbers as well, plus Fed speakers still want more and more European woes. But yes, it's the RBA that is the big focus today and things are going to be different this time. A whole new song and dance act. It's Tuesday, the 6th of February, 2024. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a bad session on the stock market in America. The Dow closed down 0.7%, a third of a percent off the S&P 500. The Nasdaq is down 0.2%. The Russell 2000 down 1.3% uh, at the close. Much less defined in Europe, though, where the Eurostox 50 was only marginally up. The FTSE 100 marginally down. And when I say marginal, I mean you've actually got to go to the second decimal place to see the percentage move. Uh, and on that basis, the DAX marginally down at close as well. Bond yields rising sharply up. Up 14 basis points for 10-year treasuries, up 13 in Canada, up 9 in the UK, and 7 for 10-year bund yields in Germany. Aussie 10 years were up 12 basis points yesterday to 4.09% on futures overnight, closer to 4.16%. So big moves up just about everywhere in yields. Uh, a half percent gain on the US dollar on the DXY. It's up almost 3.5% since Christmas now. The Aussie dollar down today, down 0.45% to 64.8 US cents. The euro down a similar amount. The pound down three quarters of 1%. In fact, that's the biggest loser of all the majors this morning. And oil is higher, 0.8% higher for WTI. Brent, 1% higher. Brent is back over 78 a barrel now. Uh, maybe we should start uh, talking about China, first of all, with Nabs Rodrigo Catrill in Sydney, because we had the Cajun Services uh, PMI yesterday, a bit weaker than last time, but it's over 50, Rodrigo, but uh, not that, you know, that is helping the share market. Maybe that's the the big story coming out of China. I mean, the CSI 300 climbed back a little bit yesterday, but at the end of last week, it was the lowest it had been since 2019. Uh, if you bought at the peak in 2021, you would have lost 45% of your investment. So no wonder everyone's getting a bit ratty. Uh, so, you know, obviously, they're quietly ratty in China, but authorities are trying to tighten the rules, including some trading restrictions. So bit by bit, they're, they're trying to crack this, aren't they? Yeah, morning, Phil. There's been a, a lot of talk from authorities in, in the past couple of weeks in terms of their commitment to support the economy and in particular to also support the equity market. Uh, but very little has come through. And, and now we had, um, you know, these piecemeal announcements in terms of restrictions um, for um selling effectively equities some of show units uh, um, um, are not allowed now to to go short um, there's also been uh, brokerage companies in in china that uh, have been limited in terms of the ability to use total return swaps and then um, they've also introduced some new bans for hedge funds um, uh, for placing sell orders as well. So um, they're trying to to limit the ability of, of selling uh, equities in China, and that's been one thing. But uh, there was also talk of um, introducing a fund, a supporting or stabilization fund that will support the equity market, and, and that is the that it was supposed to be the big support for the equity market. And that's an announcement that hasn't yet been made or um, there, there has no clarity as to where that's coming and, and how it would work. Um, but certainly in terms of, of your point, you know, we saw equity markets really perform badly last week. Uh, and now we're seeing a small recovery on Monday uh, after this announcement of all these restrictions. And so, again, uh, it probably needs a little bit more to to really uh, change um, confidence in, in, in the market. And of course, you need more announcements in terms of support for the property sector, which is really... 
um, one of the key concerns in terms of confidence or lack of confidence from uh, the private sector and individuals as well. Right. So the US, the ISM number for services yesterday uh, or this morning, better than expected, up to 53.4 from 50.5 in December. So is this, I mean, it seems like good news. I mean, it was higher five times last year. And we know December can be a bit of a confusing month uh, data wise around around Christmas time. But is this a good result? Yes, you know, it's, it was a solid number and yet another another data release coming from the US telling us that the US economy is doing really well uh, and way better than others. Um, and then even the details as well were quite impressive. So it's not just the headline going up. We saw an improvement or rebound in the employment uh, sub-index um, to 50.5 from 43.8. So that's a, a decent jump. Uh, and similarly, when you look at the uh, inflation gauges, the prices paid index jumped to 64 from 57.5. So it wasn't just a headline. Uh, some of the key measures or sub-indices were also very strong. Um, the caveat there that maybe is reflecting a little bit of, um, um, in terms of the prices paid, uh, you know, what's going on in, in, in the Red Sea uh, and also in the Panama Canal um, where there's no water and therefore the, the ability for ships to go through uh, is, is limited. Um, so it's, it's, re- it's reflecting a little, bit, a little bit of supply chain disruptions, which is probably a theme that we need to keep an eye on, especially given the tensions in the Middle East. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Austin Goolsby uh, from the Chicago Fed was talking overnight on Bloomberg TV saying, uh, guess what? This is a new line. Uh, we need more data before they can start introducing rate cuts, he said. But he said uh, the data doesn't necessarily have to change. We just need more of it is basically what he was saying. So it can't get worse. So we can't see, for example, I guess the situation in the Red Sea getting worse. Uh, but if we've got data like we've been getting over the last seven months, uh, then we are well beyond the path to normalization, he said. said. So, I mean, he didn't say anything new. But he also said, well, except he did talk about productivity growth. He saw that happening faster. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, th- that could open up new possibilities. Easy said. Yeah, so uh, after Fed Chair Powell spoke yesterday, uh, which was a recorded uh, interview uh, with 60 Minutes, the, the message again was reiterated that the Fed wants to be cautious, and, and Powell in particular said, you know, uh, March looks very unlikely. Uh, and then Goldsby sounded also cautious, but again, it highlighted to your point that the issue that, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, the economy performing well, uh, growing unemployment gains, but this also come along, has come alongside an improvement in productivity. Um, and that means that in a sense that you can grow at a faster rate um, and you can still be cutting um, if inflation continues to decline. And, and that's what he was emphasizing, that we need to see a continuation of that trend in terms of those inflation readings. And, and then you could be in a situation where you could consider rate cuts, even though the economy is doing well, and even though you know there's still employment gains. So it's not a a rate cuts because the economy is tanking, but rather the economy is doing well and inflation is back to back to trend or back to the two yeah. percent target. Working your way out of it, really. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, which is very different to the uh, to the European approach, which is just one of a tale of woe, isn't it? And we saw more of that. German imports and exports well down in December, much more than expected. So, a six point seven percent monthly fall in imports, for example, in December, and producer prices down as well, zero point eight percent month on month. Uh, so weaker demand, weaker prices, along with uh, big falls. You know, we talked about it in the past, big falls in corporate loans. We talked about that last week. So this is all grist to the uh, to the cuts argument, isn't it? Earlier cuts, but is it is it going to happen? Um, well, we need to see a little bit more, particularly in terms of those inflation readings and, and wage information, but certainly in terms of the data flow. 
um, you know, the, the, it looks more likely than not that the, the ECB will be cutting before before the Fed. So that's certainly an important dynamic to, to keep an eye on. The UK, actually, once again, it's interesting, isn't it? Keeps on coming up with a, a surprise, you know, doing better than Europe. So the UK services PMI, the, the previous, est- this is a revision, the previous estimate for January, 53.8, up from 53.4, but that 53.8 has been revised up to 54.3, So, uh, which is the highest since, well, it was actually with the preliminary number as well. This number is the highest since May last year. Yeah, and again, uh, uh, also worth emphasizing, of course, that the, the UK economy is very much service driven so this telling you that the bulk of the economy is doing well and it's actually uh, strengthening and uh, we also got data in terms of that experimental labor market data coming from uh, from the UK as well uh, and whilst there are some question marks about that data is again also showing improvements in the labor market and a decline in that employment rates so um, it's sort of painting this picture that the UK is doing better than what we think uh, but importantly for um, the Bank of England there's still that evidence that inflation is continuing to decline and in particular the wages are continuing to decline so um, you could see an economy improve but with the kind of inflation opening the door for the Bank of England to to still cut uh, potentially in May uh, or as early as May. Right. Okay. Well, that's a, a much more positive picture, isn't it? Uh, so ahead of uh, the RBA today, of course, we get the Australian retail sales. Now, these are the numbers for the last quarter X inflation. So is this going to give us a, a clearer handle on what happened last quarter? Because, of course, Numbers for November and December in particular were all over the place because they were clouded a bit by Black Friday sales. So is this going to give us a more accurate portrayal of, you know, what really has been going on? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's the, the reading is for the quarter. And, and as you said, it's the inflation adjusted. And, and expectations are for a pre-subdued 0.1% uh, print. So um, it probably confirms this idea that the consumer ended uh, 2023 in a more sort of reserved manner. Um, and, and of course, reflecting that, that pinch coming from the cumulative effects from all the tightening coming from the RBA. So um, um, I don't think it's going to change anything in terms of the current RBA thinking, uh, but certainly it just reaffirmed that the consumer is definitely becoming more subdued. Now, I uh, wrote a headline last week saying that the Bank of England was last cab off the rank, and you you emailed me pretty quickly after that saying, no, 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 it's going to be the RBA, which of course is right. Uh, I was t- talking about between Europe So you were wrong. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you are wrong. Okay. I, I was wrong. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, because obviously the RBA is going to be less cab off the rank, isn't it? But it's going to be interesting to see what happens today because it's we've got the new look RBA. So we get the uh, statement of monetary policy, we get press conference, and all the revisions that go into that, and we get the press conference as well. It's all going to happen in the one day. Very exciting. Very exciting, yes. And uh, it's going to keep us very busy from 2.30 Sydney time um, because <laughs> the statement, we've, it'll be interesting to see that we think the statement will have to acknowledge the improvement or the better than expected uh, inflation reading. So that may be, may be sound a little bit dovish, um, but but then um, Governor Bollock uh, in the press conference an hour later may, again, we think, um, sound very cautious in terms of the, the details of the inflation, where services inflation in particular remains very elevated. And, and maybe she can also give us a little more color in terms of her concerns around that domestic driven inflation um, with rents, of course, rising rather than declining in, in January as well. So it'll be interesting to see her take on, on, on the inflation part. Um, but of course, we also get new forecasts um, and they also get extended to, to mid 2026. So we expect that, uh, this, that those numbers should show inflation retaining to that midpoint um, 
of the band or the two to three percent band by mid 2026 so it'll be interesting to see market reaction to all this information we think we should expect at least a little bit of volatility because there will be quite a lot of information in one go uh but ultimately what the governor says will will, will be super important so 2 30 this afternoon so australian eastern time and the somp comes out but the statement on monetary policy comes out at exactly the same time so basically you've got an hour to absorb all of the information that's in that yep. before the press conference and then uh, open questions as well uh, during the yes, press conference. Uh, uh, one hour later, 3.30 p.m. Right. We'll find out who's been able to speed read and get uh, any sense out of, uh, out of I mean, it's just a full on rush, isn't it, basically for that uh, for that hour. Or so so it could be quite a volatile hour, I would have thought, particularly in the bond market. And the currency market as well. Uh, it would be interesting as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's important to highlight, of course, that the OC is sort of struggling to hold on to that 65 cent handle. And, and in fact, it's below that at the moment. So, so a, a, a dovish take to, to the RBA uh, against this backdrop of strength in the US uh, economy will certainly challenge or put the, the Aussie under pressure as well. Right. Later on today, we get uh, European consumer inflation expectations and retail sales for the Eurozone. We know in November, retail sales fell uh, despite the sales, and they also fell in December, I think, didn't they? So everyone, I mean, basically, people had a rotten Christmas. So will they pick up again? Is the uh, is the question today? And more Fed speakers as well, wanting more. They'll all want to see more data. It's like they're all auditioning for a part in Oliver. Um, <laughs> please, can I have more? Uh, so more of the same story, presumably. More of the same story. Uh, the, the retail sales numbers for Europe are for December. Uh, so, um, but again, the, mm. the expectations are that. And uh, there was a sort of very subdued end to the year with a punchy negative 1% decline. So that, again, probably reinforces the narrative of what we're getting from Europe. Um, and as you say, more Fed speakers. And if anything, uh, the general feeling there is a little bit of pushback of March being too soon for rate cuts uh, and certainly watching the data between now and then. Yeah, you're right. We haven't had the December number yet. That's another, I was wrong again, Rodrigo. <laughs> it's becoming a habit. So, yes, yeah, so interest- yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you're here for. So, yeah. uh, earnings wise, well, McDonald's are out uh, just before the uh, open this morning, 6.41 billion on revenue, up from 5.93 billion. But that was less than expected. So, actually, their shares are down 4% today as a result of that. Uh, before After the close tomorrow, uh, Ford is open. Uh, and uh, tomorrow morning, before the open, Lilly, which is the name behind the weight loss drug that everyone's been talking about. But those weight loss drugs are in short supply. So a lot of Americans are, you know, not getting to lose weight. They're having to stay larger for longer. So it'll be interesting to see what that does to their earnings results, uh, because a March weight cut seems unlikely for a lot of people. See what I did there? Do you like that one? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that one. I think I should. I think I should. I'll leave on that one. Yeah. Uh, good to talk. We'll catch you soon. Thanks for your cheers. I think you might have just been humouring me. That's it. That's the morning call for this Tuesday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. Thanks for tuning in today. See you tomorrow.